Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. How about that intro, Well, They say that the first is the worst and the second is the best. Yeah, I mean, this is this is for everybody who comes to watch us over on Twitch when we do our, our recording of the episode. Uh, Andy just had a very horrible first take, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And you guys, if you like, want to come and see all that nonsense, come watch us on Twitch. And the reason that we had a uh, a mistimed first take is because we, for the first time, I think actually since Tears of the Kingdom has come out, we are joined by a guest, one of my very good friends, my co-host on the Omega Metroid podcast, Mr. Duminal Crossing. And this is this is not technically your Zelda cast debut, right? Because we've done the like the trivia episodes before, but I think like this is your your first time, like without that that gimmick, just being on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the first mainline episode. You know, I've appeared in the Avengers films, but this is the first time I'm cameoing <laughs> in one of the solo films. You know what I mean? I yeah, I'm it. happy to be. Yeah, I'm happy to be on here. Though we've been talking about doing um, about uh, coming on here for a while, and you know, I definitely I have a lot of thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom. You know, I definitely like talking about music, so you know, it all feels like a, a match that was made to happen. You know. Uh, we, we, you had one more, uh, you had one more show on your contract too. So we had to, to pluck you in for this one. I, and I think you were the right man for the job, but you're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting today. Um, however, it seems like a very good time to plug, by the way, the Omega Metroid podcast, uh, Doom, if you're watching us on Twitch is wearing his Omega Metroid shirt, looking very dapper. If I do say so myself 
And uh, you can find me and Doom and Dak every single week. We're talking about Metroid. We were just talking, actually, um, about how Metroid Prime 2 is a very Zelda-esque Metroid game. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot for, for people to like if you are a Zelda fan thinking about getting into the world of Metroid. Actually, so I, uh, for his birthday, I picked up Metroid Prime HD for Goo, and uh, he's just started to play it for the first time, and, and it makes makes my makes my heart warm and fuzzy to see someone experiencing that for the first time. Cute. Yeah, and he it. seems to be he seems to be really enjoying it too, which um, I'm happy. It looks if you like Super Metroid, you're gonna like uh, you're gonna like Prime Remastered because it takes yeah. a lot of influence from that game. It's basically just like Super Metroid in 3D almost. Like the two and Prime two and three kind of have like different gimmick. Like Prime two is like a Zelda game, and Prime three is kind of like a Halo game. But uh, Prime one is kind of like a Metroid game just in 3D. So very oh, very good. I wouldn't call Prime. I wouldn't call Prime 3 a Halo game. It takes a lot of influence in that tutorial level specifically, well, but they're very different beasts. Yes, and anyways, that's uh, they they all have their own kind of distinct personality. And Allison, one day we're going to get you to play the Metroid Prime games. You did play Super. You really liked that, right? Yeah, I liked it well enough. I uh, had a good time, except I struggled against uh, our dude Ridley and then Mother Brain. I didn't like her for killing baby Metroid and... Wow. I had some feelings, but but yeah, I had a good time playing it. It, it, uh, it. I tell the story a lot, but it actually killed my my pro controller because I was like I was so heavy with the controls that it got like drift on my pro controller, so it killed one of my pro controllers. Ooh, okay, well, <laughs> that's that's not quite the endorsement we were looking for, but that that'll do. Um, okay, so be before we get into today's episode, which I'm really excited to talk about because we are uh, we're getting back into Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but before we get into that. I wanted to just quickly uh, talk about our, our show last week, which was about the Wind Waker, and we did kind of a retrospective of the Wind Waker and kind of celebrated a lot of the achievements of that game, the legacy of that game, the, and we and paid homage to it. And you know what? It was it was really nice, actually, to... Not that, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting here as a guy that has a weekly Zelda podcast, grateful to Tears of the Kingdom for providing us with months of content, <laughs> but it was it was right. really nice to, like talk about another game just take a, a quick break and and get back to that and uh you know look back at one of the classic zelda games and um you know i think that wind waker week over at zeldanungeon.net was a big success there was a lot of great pieces there there was a lot of uh, interesting ideas and thoughts and and articles and stuff like that so um you know thank you to everybody for for reading along with that following along with that and uh you know it like i said last week if you if you haven't played the wind waker in a long time you should uh you should go and revisit it cuz it's it's a great it's a great classic and uh mm-hmm. it was it was nice to be able to talk about it and i and i felt like you know we as you know we we promised so actually doom this is funny we promised an episode on uh on the zelda cast and we promised our dread episode on omega and neither, we didn't deliver on either one of those episodes we we had to postpone both of them for for a week so next next week we're doing the full the full monty full spoiler like breakdown of tears of the kingdom but this week we are talking about its music and and i'm excited about that um before we get there doom i thought without talking about tears of the kingdom specifically because i want to save that for a bit but like maybe like give us your give us your history with the legend of zelda series obviously we know you're a metroid guy you're a doom guy obviously um but like Tell us, tell us a little bit about your experience playing uh, Zelda. 
Yeah, so I was actually thinking about this uh, recently, and you know, at first I was going to call myself a Zelda baby, but after Tears of the Kingdom, I've actually completed six of the games now, so I still have a lot of work to do, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I've exited the uh, the baby phase of my Zelda fandom at this point. You're like the Gamma uh, started out- phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I started out with uh, Andy's favorite game, Twilight Princess. That was way back, you know, that was way back when the, the Wii launched. And then uh, it was a long time since I played a Zelda game after that. It wasn't until I had my Wii U when I played uh, Wind Waker HD. And I think to this day that's still my favorite Zelda title, although I'm not going to lie. I'm really, I appreciate Ocarina of Time more and more as time passes. Mm. Um and speaking of which, that was the next game I played. I played the uh, the 3DS version of uh, Ocarina of Time on Citra, and uh, that was an incredible experience. By far my favorite soundtrack of all the Zelds I've played, by the way. I mean, there's a reason that Koji Kondo is, uh, you know, one of the most revered and legendary composers in the gaming industry today. I mean, that music is just absolutely phenomenal. There's, I can't say enough good things about that, but that's not the topic today. Um, after that, I played Breath of the Wild, which, you know, absolutely blew me away the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. Very different type of Zelda experience, but, you know, I think it works out, all things considered. And then I played the Link's Awakening remake after that, which I which was uh, so far the only top-down Zelda I played. But it was really cute and fun, and I liked it, and I kind of like, you know, kind of the... Um, Kind of like the storyline between is it a dream, is it is it real, what's going on? I like how that all kind of clashes together. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, most recently I played Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. And so, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know, it, it, it feels so wild to me, Al, that like some people, I, I don't know, I guess grew up not playing Zelda. Like to me, that was like bigger than Christmas, like when a new Zelda game came out. Basically since the time I was like 10. That's, it, it's always interesting to me to hear like those those different, even like when we were talking to AZP and like, you know, new Zelda fans created with Breath of the Wild. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it, it always like strikes me as just kind of funny and interesting almost. Yeah, it, it does for me too because I, I ha- like I have a very big Zelda tattoo on my arm and I get asked about it a lot. And so usually I will like kind of test the waters and say, well, the Legend of Zelda series. And I can tell by the look on their face that they're like, oh, yeah. But a lot of the times they're like, don't know what that is. And I'm like, and just like, how? How do you not? How do you not know what 10 million plus copies of Tears of the Kingdom sold? Like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I struggle with that a little bit, too. But it makes me excited to introduce people to yes. it. So like with Katie and um, hearing that Doom has been slowly going through the collection. I think that's really cool. So. I would love Doom if you ever wanted to play Majora's Mask and come back on this show and tell us about it. That Ooh, would be that would be great. Yeah, that would be a fun episode. There, there's three, so there's three that I'm really looking forward to. But you said Majora's Mask. That's yeah. definitely like on my list. Uh, Link Between Worlds. I've heard nothing but fantastic things. Although great I feel game. like I got to play Link to the Past first before I do that. Uh, and then I also bought um I also bought Skyward Sword HD. Oh yes! was on sale for like yes! forty dollars. Yes, I'm excited um, for that. About one a year for you. or two ago. So oh. yeah, that's so yeah. All three of those are like guaranteed playthroughs at some point, and I'll probably play through others as well. You know, through NSO. Yeah, you know what? I I don't think that you have to play a link to the past to, to play Link Between Worlds. Um, I don't even necessarily think it helps if you play a Link to the Past before you play a Link Between Worlds. The my only my only reservation why I might say that you should play a Link to the Past, and uh, this is just my personal spicy meatball, but I I think that if you play a Link between worlds and then play a link to the past after you might be just a, a little underwhelmed with a link to the past obviously it's a 30 year old game 30 you know plus year old game so we're, we're gonna give it a lot of leeway but um that yeah that would be that would be what i would uh 
what I would say about that. But yeah, yeah, no. Like if you, I feel like if you play it just to really quickly say, if you play a link to the past first, you would appreciate what comes in a link between worlds. Yeah, it's not like gotcha. you have to in order to understand the game. You would just be like, oh, cool, I remember this area in a link to the past. Right. Um, okay, so so what are the reasons? Actually, probably the biggest reason, other than I like podcasting with this guy, obviously. But what are the big <laughs> reasons that that I asked Doom? I, it was more kind of like a voluntold, I guess, situation almost. It's like, hey, Doom, what are you doing this Sunday? No, no, okay, good. You're coming on the Zelda cast. Um, <laughs> but one of the reasons that I asked Doom is because, uh, as I'm sure, you know, you can you can pick up almost just by by hearing him speak, um, even in what he's kind of said on on this show so far. Doom is very, very knowledgeable in in terms of like uh, basically like anything music, and and particularly I think that I've I've always been really impressed with your with your knowledge of like how to describe music and like just knowing who worked on what and who did what. Like like I I'm a massive Zelda fan, but I you know other than like the the big name kind of players that that we all know, like I I'd struggle to you know, name a lot of the people that worked on these games. And I feel like you have a, a really good talent for that. And and obviously in your in your personal life, you know, music is a, a big part of, of what, you know, you do. So I you you seemed like the right person to come on to talk to us about the uh the Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack today because, you know, there's I think that there's going to be some differences of opinions and we're gonna try and keep it as positive as we can, but I do have some critiques and I think that you've always done a really good job of of kind of like explaining what I've been trying to articulate over on Omega to people that in a way that like goes down easier. Would that be fair to say? Uh, I think so. Although I, I feel like you and Dak undersell yourselves when it comes to explaining music. Like, obviously you don't know the exact terminology and whatnot when it comes to like music theory and whatnot. But like, I, I feel like both of you guys, like when you, you know, when, when you're trying to explain something that you like in the movie, music whether it be something that underwhelmed you or whether it be something that stuck out to you be a positive or negative I, I feel like you guys know how to do it in a way that is able to translate you know to you know general audiences which at the end of the day that's what really matters when you're critiquing music at the end of the day you don't have to you don't have to have a, a knowledge of like you know all the technical terms and whatnot it certainly helps it's certainly recommended but like if you can get your point across at the end of the day that's what really matters when it comes to critiquing mm-hmm well, there we go. Okay, well, we've dilly-dallied long enough here, guys. Uh, should we get into it? Our top uh, Tears of the Kingdom tracks. So I had, let, let me ask you guys a question. And Al, you can you can take the reins on this. How do you want to do it? Do you want to do this? Just like go go like back and forth. We each kind of talk about some particular tracks that stuck out one at a time. Do you want to talk about some like heavy hitters first? Do you want to talk about the main theme first? Because I'm assuming that we'll talk about that. Or uh, how, how would you like to do this, Al? I told you you're gonna have to do the heavy lifting this week. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like um, I feel like going one at a time to kind of point out tracks that we liked uh, would be a good idea. I think I think we should take main theme and like Ganondorf theme kind of out of the equation and talk yeah. about those separately because they're okay. so there's such like I don't we know. Were, like, we were very... gonna talk about them for sure, regardless, even yeah, if exactly. nobody liked them, which which is and not then, the case. And then we can kind of go through each of ours, like stuff that stood out to us. I have I have a few standouts, a few that I thought were like really interesting, good ones, and then like a few like honorable mentions that I just thought were fun and right. different for tears. And then after that, we can kind of compare the music between tears and Breath of the Wild. I think. Okay. Well, um, let's let's do it then. Let's let's each take a track. And we'll talk about that track. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it. Just if you liked it, if it stuck out to you, whatever. And then we can uh, 
we can just go back and forth until we get to some of the the main heavy hitters at the end and then i promised doom that i'd i'd let him just kind of give us his thoughts on tears of the kingdom as well just as an overall whole because you and i've had an opportunity to do that a lot so Mm -hmm. um so yeah let's let's get rocking and rolling here and uh doom maybe you should kick us off since you are our guest today absolutely so yeah i gathered five tracks here throughout the game that really stood out to me i'll go from like number five to number one because they're very they're very definitively ranked if you will yeah do do five and then al will do one and then i'll do one and then we'll we'll kind of do a triangle style how about that try so so we're not gonna so it's not gonna do i do one then you do one you want me to do all five and then you do one at a time you do one and then al does one then i do one we'll come back to you yeah oh okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. okay okay that's that's what i thought we were gonna do okay (laughs) we got this (laughs) you confused me there for a moment All right, yeah. So my number five track that I picked. So all, of, so most of these tracks that I picked here is something that just stood out to me in a really unique way. Mm-hmm. Something that you know either I hadn't really heard before, or something that just kind of it made me pause, and I was just like, hold up, I I need to listen to this for a moment. This one isn't one of those tracks, but it's just it's just a good track that I really enjoy, and I think it's just because it's not the type of music you typically hear in a Zelda game. You know, on one hand, you know you have and. This is gonna shock you, but I'm gonna talk about something I don't know. Uh, it's it's this uh, it's a Japanese instrument. It's a plucking Japanese instrument, and uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like an acoustic Japanese plucking instrument. If you heard if you heard it, you know what I'm talking about. But I am uh, I'm of course talking about the Master Koga theme. Oh my gosh, I love this boss battle theme. It's so weird for a Zelda game. You have again that Japanese instrument, and then you also have an electric guitar of all things in a Zelda game. It shouldn't work, but for some reason it does. And it's, you know, um, it's goofy, but it's also like very actiony, which kind of matches the whole theme of the battle. Um, I, I think I, I've heard you guys talk about Master Koga. I think, I think we are all in agreement that he's awesome in this game. You absolutely love Master Koga. Yeah. Yeah, the the absolute uh, not not the homie, but I mean, I I, I wish he was a homie because he he's low key kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, that's like but such yeah. a good track. It matches him so well, like it fits him so well. Yeah, I like yeah, this theme also... Breath of the Wild actually too, even though I didn't like him <laughs> in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but yeah, and I also I think the thing that really brings it together is um is the is the chance the ha 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 like all all those and the way it goes with everything, just all the build up to it. It's just. God, it's, it's like so the good. The Yiga foot soldiers like hyping him up in the All background. Right. All right. I've, yeah. I've been told. I've been told. By the way, the instrument is called a koto. Thank you, Majora Master, for that. Cool. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it does sound very cool. I love uh, when when you have like that little bit of like Japanese instrumentation flair, like in Kakariko or in the Koga theme, or like there's a couple other uh, spots in the game that have that. I, I think it sounds very great, very distinct, like every time. Um, okay, Al, what do you got? Okay, I feel like I'm going to talk about this one first because I feel like it's really obvious that I was going to talk about it at some point during this show. But let me just like, let me just gush about the uh, Colgara battle theme again. <laughs> um, wow, I think I'm shocked. That, <laughs> I mean, I have some others that I want to give some like some focus, but I so let, I want to get this one done and over with. Um, Colgara is like probably one of the most epic sounding tracks of the i wouldn't say the most but like one of the most of this of this game it's like it's just so bombastic it's so it gets you really into this boss fight even though the boss fight 
like it's so it's so cool but it's really repetitive and like there isn't much to do except float around and wait for your opportunity to strike mm. and which isn't like the most exciting thing to do but i feel like with the combination of you being in this like really grand setting of the sky above the the storm mark or that's what it's called i can't remember um and this weird frozen bug thing and the music and like the i don't know any of the instruments but like i assume there's flutes in there and um you hear some like some like voices in there too and i feel like it's like ancient rito warriors that are kind of like helping you fight this giant monster and it's so good god i can't get over it i've actually recently uh set it as my like wake up alarm tone we were talking about this in the discord because like I wake up and I feel like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for my my journey, my day. It's awesome. Might as well have the guardian theme as your as your alarm clock. No, <laughs> so, that would scare me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Um, I think you're right. I think that it, it is a standout track. It's it's very. It just has that classic like dragon roost mo- motif in it, and it sounds awesome. Sounds intense. Uh, I would have put that on my list had I not known that you know you were gonna put that in yours. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great track. Um, so I, I kind of, I have to admit, I struggled a little bit to come up with a bunch of songs that really stuck out to me in this game. And and I don't want anybody to take that as I don't think that the soundtrack isn't good because I, I wouldn't say that. I th- I think that like very much like with Breath of the Wild to me, and we'll talk about this a little, you know, a little bit later. But like everything really blends in well when you're playing but it it almost like when you listen to it just like if you were on youtube just listening to to the tracks there's very few i feel like that that stand out as really great to listen to on their own colgare is one of them um and there's a couple others but yeah i i I have to admit i i was a little bit kind of just like i don't really know like what to pick um and so so we said that we were going to do five. I had two that really stood out to me, but there there were a few. There were a few that I I liked well enough to to include them. And um, this one is kind of silly, but um, whatever. I quite like the remix of the house theme that plays in Link's house. I quite like cool. it. Not yeah, again. I actually have that on my list too. Do you? I think that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I like it, and and not because it's like. Not because it's like super bombastic or I, like I don't even think it sounds like as as homey or like welcoming as the old version, but just to kind of like hear that classic come back, I I, I like it. So uh, again, no no like super strong feelings towards that track, but it, it was welcome to see it come back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I actually didn't realize that was an arrangement of like the classic shop theme until I was actually like listening to all the music on YouTube and I was like, wait a minute, yeah. I recognize this motif. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good one. It's like and it's so chill, like they chilled it out to match like the theme of Breath of the Wild yeah. and Tears of the Kingdom music. I actually found a like an ambiance video that I put on and it shows like Link's house and it transitions through night and day and it transitions the music through the night and day version. And it's like it's very just like tranquil and sweet and cute. I love it. Right. Um, Okay, dude. What else you got? All right. So my number four pick, we're going to take a big musical departure from the Master Koga theme. Although I guess I guess all the music is a pretty big departure from that from this point. But uh, (laughs) I'm going to pick Dragonhead Island for mine. Yes. This is such a beautiful, serene piece of music that really just sets the mood in the atmosphere, especially 
<laughs> I was going to say, especially after the clouds go away, on my playthrough, I actually did this way before I was supposed to, completely by accident. Mm, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys had a... <laughs> yep. I got yeah. there after my second temple. I have strong feelings about doing Same. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just Yeah, I kind of just landed on the island. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I just happened to find the shrine and the exit, and we just kind of went from there. Hmm. But, uh, but no, the, the, the piece of music is just absolutely... Just absolutely beautiful. There's almost something, you know, you, you you almost feel like you're standing on like a sacred treasure. Like you've like you've really stumbled upon like a special place that like sticks out from the rest of the environment when you land here. And you know, I, I talked about you know moments where I had to pause and like take everything in, and this was like one of those moments in Tears of the Kingdom, which I guess I guess we'll talk about this when we go to Breath Breath of the Wild versus Tears of the Kingdom, but like. I don't feel like Tears of the Kingdom has as many moments that made me pause as Breath of the Wild. Now, it, a lot of that is due, just due to, like, you know, the freshness of the experience. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those moments where I just, like, I had to, like, stop what I was doing and just, like, yeah, just, like, really kind of get get myself engrossed in this and just really, you know, just really appreciate the beauty of, like, the environment, the music, everything just kind of harmonized together perfectly. Right. I agree. This was also on my list, and it's so ethereal, so, like, magical. And I, I also did that where I took a moment and stopped, but mostly I took a moment and stopped because I was like, why did the music change? Why is it different on this island? What is going on? And and I've talked about this on the episode before. I do not like that there's a way that you can do this island before you're actually supposed to do it. You're supposed to, like, you can do this whole se sequence before you are supposed to. And I really wish that I could have experienced that, like, in the way it was in, how yeah how it was made you know but that said it's such a it's such an awesome track i totally agree with you i had it on my list and i i love it it's it's so great um yeah i i, I didn't have it on my list i did listen to it again this morning and i i think it's a this one is a classic example uh to me of a track that sounds really great while you're like in that moment and you have like the visuals as like complementing the music but Without that, it felt a little bit, I don't know, like uh, like incomplete maybe, which is funny because I have a piece of music on my list that it could easily be described that same way, but I just, I just like it a little bit better. But um, okay, Al, what do you think? Okay, so my next track, now that we've had a couple, we talked about a couple that are on my list, but um, my next one would be The Light Dragon. I think... Uh, the Light Dragon is obviously like a similar theme to the Dragon theme, but it does sound a little bit different. There's different like notes and stuff. And then there's also like this really, whenever I hear it, I feel like it's very somber and kind of sad. Like I get a really like sad feeling about it, especially once you know like what's going on with the Light Dragon in the mm -hmm. story. Um, so to me, like it really just like hits a different spot. Like usually, there's like a lot of like in Zelda music, there's a lot of hummability. There's a lot of tracks that make you happy and that kind of thing. This one just like it's the dragon theme, which is obviously really cool. We all love the dragon theme from Breath of the Wild, but it, there's differences in it, and it's like sad. It just it really hits me, especially because when I would go visit the Light Dragon and like kind of tell the Light Dragon about my adventures and stuff, it's like I had the sad music going on with it and it just like really mm -hmm. hit me in a different kind of way. So that's one of my favorites for sure. Light um, Dragon therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't put it on my list again just because it was it was a little bit too similar to the Dragon theme, which, which probably would have made my list if we were doing this talking about Breath of the Wild. But uh, it, it's a good pick. I like it. I, I do wish there was like a bit more like Zelda's lullaby motifs in there 
That I think that yeah, would have put it over the top for me. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Uh, it, is it my turn? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Okay. So I have a weird pick. I have a very weird pick, but um, and it goes against basically what I what I was talking about when you uh, brought up Dragonhead. But uh, there's something about the music of the depths that uh, I I find just very uh, I don't know. It it's it's like a weird kind of ambiance that I, I think really works uh, somehow, some way. You know, I was actually watching, this is kind of unrelated, when I was watching uh, Nausicaa last night, which is the first Studio Ghibli movie. Actually, it was it was uh, before they were even Studio Ghibli. And there's like, it's, it's very much like, it seems like you're in the depths from Tears of the Kingdom in that movie a lot of the time. Maybe that's why I was just like, yeah, okay, this works. Like, but uh, I, when I was thinking of, of tracks today, um, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that's one to me where like, I can, I can listen to it without the visuals, but I can almost like picture the visuals in my head a little bit more. Maybe just because I spent like a lot more time in the depths than somewhere like a, like a dragon, um, like a dragon Island or like, it's a little bit more like, cause like on Hyrule field, there's a lot of like that ambient kind of music too, but it's so hard to keep track of like specific spots in Hyrule field where the depths kind of looks more the same. So you can just like almost picture it as, as one big thing. If that makes sense Doom, how am I doing here? <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, no. I get, well, well, another thing is because, you know, the depths, I, I feel like it uses, you know, one consistent theme throughout for the most yeah. part, except for when you get like near a location or a light route, whereas like when you're on the surface, there's like a ton of different surface themes um, depending on the region that you're in or the village you're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I quite like it. Um, even though I, you know, I, I dare say there's not like a whole lot to it. So, um, the depths, that's my pick. There has to be. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, I don't think there ha ha has to be like, you know, minimalism can, you know, add so much to a music. And I think it does. So in the depths that, you know, it adds to the tension and the atmosphere, especially before you have the light roots on. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's when it's really at its peak. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, uh, let's keep it rolling here, Doom. What you got? All right. Well, uh, we're, we're, I'm also going to do... I'm not going to do the depths, but I'm going to do uh, something very close for my uh, number three pick, which is the Hyrule Castle depths, which, oh, man. Oh, yes. Oh, mm. oh man, you know, I, I, I love me some Metroid music. You know, I love when things get dark and brooding and creepy and mysterious, and I feel like this theme just oozes that to a degree that, like... um. I don't want to say you. Don't, not not gonna say you, I don't typically hear in a Zelda game, but I haven't heard it in a Zelda game in quite some time. At least in the titles that I've played, man, I especially love the um, the dissonant vocals. The ah, 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 yeah. ah, like I yeah. I love when music gets weird and it distorts and it plays around with itself in ways that feel unnatural. And it all you can it almost feels like the voices are being corrupted by the gloom, mm -hmm. you know, as you're listening to it. And it just adds so much, and especially because the you have the four different variations that like start layering on top of each other the deeper you get and it just um you know it's it's unsettling which i which i love i want to yes. be unsettled mm -hmm. yeah i mean should we take this opportunity to talk about that theme cuz that's like kind of what we wanted to talk about with Let, ganondorf let's, right let's save the the main theme but i i'm going to butt in really quick if i may al cuz i had yeah. i had hyrule castle on my, not specifically the depths but like i had that on my list as well where it's just like um i I quite enjoy it and I think it sounds different from 
Breath of the Wild's Hyrule Castle because it has like I've been calling those like dissonant voices. I don't know what else to call it. So I've been calling it like the breakdown where it's just like the dun, 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 like that part. I like I think the Hyrule Castle like weaves that in really well and it sounds like super creepy. It sounds to me like way more creepy and atmospheric than than Breath of the Wild's uh, version of Hyrule Castle. This might actually be my favorite track in the game to be honest. Oh, okay. uh, I think it I think it probably is actually. Uh, so I I, yeah. I I quite like it as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I really love the how the the breakdown or how, whatever the the weird disconnected voices when you're getting deeper and deeper. Like I think it's called Gloom's Ascending or whatever, mm-hmm. and how it just keeps getting more and more intense, which is something that we love in Zelda in like the final area, the final castle where the music gets more intense the closer you get to Ganondorf or whatever enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love that, but I also would say that I like it. Um, because they add it to the boss fights too. That weird, like those weird sounds that you were talking about, Doom. They add, they have some of those bits in the boss fights as well, which kind of tell you like yeah. these boss fights, these monsters are connected, you know. So I really think that's super cool. Yep, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's a recurring motif in a lot of tracks, including uh, including my number one pick, which I won't spoil quite yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, but before before I toss it over to you again, Al, though, I do also want to shout out in the um, in the final version, I think the the fourth version of the theme, when you're staring down Ganondorf's gate, when that uh when that piano arpeggio comes in, oh my gosh, perfection! I love it. Like when it's just. When you're like, it, it really gives you the sense that you're like meters away from just yeah. pure raw evil. And I just, oh, I, I love it. I do too. Absolutely love I, it. That was one of those moments that you were talking about where you just like stop. And that, that was one of those where I just like stopped and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Like, <laughs> I love this so much. Um, okay. Speaking of that, here's my number one pick because we've talked about a few others on my list already. This is my number one pick. And I feel like. It's more of an interactive track because it kind of it kind of changes as you complete the the sequence of this part. So it's the um the final dive when you're spoiler alert saving Zelda. And it starts off with the main theme. It gradually grows as you get closer to Zelda to Zelda's lullaby. And then as you grab Zelda and you're plummeting to the surface, it changes to the main Zelda theme. And I think that is so cool that it's like not only is it interactive and it changes in time with your like what you do and how you grab you're falling for Zelda you grab Zelda and then you fall and you and it ends with the splashing into the water which I think is so cool and it's just like it takes like three of some of Zelda's most epic songs like obviously the main theme and Zelda's lullaby and then tears is probably one of my new favorite epic song like themes and like molds them into this one final like like final moment in tears mm-hmm. of the kingdom and i just think it's so incredible i was listening it to again this morning and i was like oh my god i have goosebumps i want to go play this sequence again in tears i love it so much it was oh it's so good yeah it's i i don't think i felt as as strongly about it um but then i i have some thoughts regarding that when we when we talk about the music in general but um yeah it's a i thought it was a great sequence there's a there's a point in there where, like, there's hints of uh, Fee's theme, isn't there? Or am I thinking of a different piece? Like, towards the end of the game, there's somewhere where Fee's theme plays just, like, a, it's the tiniest little bit. Is that that I sequence? Think it was. No, I think it was when the sword was going back in time. You caught that. Oh, where okay. It, yeah, you're right. Plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. my God. I just said Fee. I hate you. Fee's <laughs> 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 theme plays. <laughs> um, okay. Well... 
I, uh, like I said, I think Hyrule Castle is probably my favorite. Um, you know, I was, I was going to, I was going to say another track, but I, I think that I want to shout out this. So I immediately thought of two tracks that I really liked when I was, I was thinking about the music of this game. And, um, the first one was like the breakdown at Hyrule Castle. And the second one was the lightning temple, which I think sounds really fantastic. Um, and and it, and it kind of sounds like almost like a modern day spirit temple from Ocarina of Time in a, in a weird kind of way. But, um, yeah, I, I think that this one just sounds sounds really good, and it like it was kind of like almost like you said, like almost a little interactive. Like the longer that you went into the dungeon, it seemed to to change. Although to be fair, it's just like a really long track. The track is like ten minutes long, so maybe it's not changing, and maybe it's just like a long track that you know has a lot of, of twists and turns along the road. So um, yeah, I, I thought that this track was was really solid, and uh, one of the standouts of the game that you know that I uh, took away and and remembered. So. Yeah, Lightning Temple. Like it. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, Doom. What uh, what are we on now? Two or one or? Yeah, I got I got two more left. Okay. So uh, my number two pick. So I'm ac- I'm actually really excited to talk about this one because this is like such a unique piece. Of, this is a really cool, unique piece of music, and I and it's kind of somewhat related to Metroid. Not at first, but I'll, I'll get into that. So. Uh, one of my favorite tracks from Breath of the Wild um, is the uh, is the stable theme. You know, it's just very smooth, serene, just you know, homey theme. And of course, Tears of the Kingdom, my number two pick, is going to be the Stable Trotters version of the theme, which I absolutely love. Honestly, I think it's a I think that theme is a better reward than the uh, than the fairies. If I'm being brutally honest, I absolutely adore this theme. And you're and you're you're wondering, wait, how on earth does this relate to Metroid? That's like not Metroidy music at all. And you're right, the music content itself is, but. So when I'm talking about Metroid music on the podcast, I've talked about, you know, before about how Metroid music, it creates this really, this really thin line between diegetic and non-diegetic music that only the players uh, can hear versus music that both the players uh, and um, the people in the universe can hear as well. Diegetic, um, non-diegetic, diegetic. Um, and Tears of the Kingdom does something really unique in that the uh, the stable theme... Uh, from Breath of the Wild, that is a non-diegetic piece of music. You know, that is something that only the players can hear. That is something that nobody in the universe can hear. But the Stable Trotters theme is a diegetic piece of music that not only the players can hear, but it's a, you know, a live band performing that music in-universe. And it's so, like, when you start to think about everything that's going on, like, it's such a really unique take on that music, where you have one piece of music that only us can hear, and then one piece of music that everyone can hear. Um, And and the fact that it's also, like, um, an ode to Epona's theme as well, just, like, a knight's touch as well, like, yeah, Epona, horse stable, totally Mm -hmm. makes sense. But yeah, I just, Mm -hmm. like, there's, it, it feels like such a simple piece on on the start, but there's, there's so much going on here and just like, it's so cool. I, I, it's such a cool concept that I, I don't, I don't think I've ever really seen, uh, before. And yeah, it just, yeah, it really geeks me out. I'm not gonna lie. I, I had that right beside Link's house on my list and I was like, which one should I start with? And I just picked Link's house and I'm glad that, uh, that I picked Link's house because you gave a much, much, much better explanation (laughs) than I would have regarding that piece. I think you're right though, specifically about the reward part, because like, as you collect the the trotters, the this the song becomes like more pronounced, and it's not just like one instrument. Then it's two, then it's three, then it's four, and it's just like it's like wow, like yeah, this is Epona's theme. This is this is great, like this, and it, it it's very rewarding to hear that uh, kind of played out in its 
in its finality once you've finished all of the uh, the side quests. So yeah, I I quite like it as well. And it's just like it's it's again it's a nice classic to bring back, but in a new, fresh kind of way. That's a great pick. That is a good pick. I didn't really even think about it about it to be honest, but I do remember having like the worm fuzzies. And then of course, if you finish Addison signs, he you could find him at Sables, and he's watching the the Sable Trotters because he loves them so much, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I am on my way back to to help with more construction stuff but but the sable trotters are here so i'm gonna watch them instead he's also <laughs> stuck in this pose like he's still holding the signs it's so awesome i think that's just such a fine little a funny little touch to that that you're talking about how people in game can hear that music too yeah mm-hmm. i can't tell you the amount of times just with the stable theme in general and i did this in breath of the wild too like i just i don't know if it was to annoy my wife but like i because she would often be sitting beside me when i was playing but i would just start just like obnoxiously like humming that like Dun, 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 dun. like this is like loudly <laughs> and, and grossly as i can so i <laughs> i kind of have a soft spot for that song as well just because i don't know there's something about it that just like makes me want to like sing you know you need to order an actual ocarina and play that every day for her that's what you need to do (laughs) jokes on you i have an ocarina like two feet away from me there there you i'm sure someone has a youtube tutorial on it (laughs) i'm sure they probably do should i go get this thing i'm gonna go get it al what's your who's actually whose turn is it it doom it's your turn i'm whose turn is it no no al it's your turn okay I don't have any like standouts anymore, but I do have like an honorable mention that I can uh, talk about really quick. Um, we already talked about Link's house, but another one that I really liked is like the skydiving, either like the regular skydiving from the sky to the surface or the surface to the, to the depths have two distinct sounds. And um, I really like both of them, especially the depths ones. There's like that really loud, like, I don't even know what to call it, but it's especially when you hear it the first time because you're it's jumping just, into this hole. Okay, it's a horn. Thank you. I'm like, what is that? But like, when you, especially because we didn't know anything about the depths. So when you're jumping into a chasm for the first time or a hole for the first time going to the depths and you hear like that, that little tinkling a little bit and then the horn and you're just like, what, what the hell is happening? Where am I going? Am I going? Oh, like what's happening? And so it's such a great sound. And so it was like one of my highlights too, is like every time I found a chasm, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to jump in there. Cause I could hear the, hear the sound of diving in there. But the sky to the surface was also really well done. I feel like they're they they complement each other. I don't know how because I don't know music, but I'm sure they do in a way. Right. Um. Yeah. I I can't. I'm so sorry. I can't say that that one stuck out to me either when uh, when I was playing. But the the actual motion of skydiving always gives me like the the jitteries because it's like you're free falling, and especially yeah. when you're going into the depths because you're never sure how like close you are to splatting on the ground or like hitting a fox you know the yeah, fox is right you. there and his leg opens his mouth oh look a snack <laughs> um okay i had it's one like, last oh boy, free zonite yeah pretty much <laughs> i had one last one it's more like an honorable mention because i thought again that the atmosphere was cool and the music like complemented it and it's small enough that i remember it and and that's the zora waterworks um i thought it was a cool track kind of again very subtle very ambient but like um, nice enough, and, like, I, I think I'm, I'm discovering that about me with, like, Tears of the Kid. Like, this style of, of music is, like, the area has to be, like, somewhat contained and small enough, or at least, like, uniform enough that I kind of associate that track with it, and, and like, I'm able to, I don't know, envision everything else with the music itself. So, what, the Zora Waterworks stuck out to me because it seemed like this old, creepy, musty, kind of, I don't know, like, 
it seems like a great place for a temple, actually, let me tell you that. It seemed like the best place for a water temple. <laughs> if there was going to be a water temple, it seemed like it should be there and not in the sky. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that one stuck out to me. I, I think that that was, uh, that was a good one. I like that one, too. I have it on my honorable mentions list as well. I feel like there's another, like, hint of another water-related Zelda song in there. I just don't... I couldn't pinpoint it. So if anybody knows what the heck I'm hearing, tell me. If I'm crazy, I'm gonna I'm going to play the Serenade of Water. Are you ready for this? Oh, my God. Oh, no. We can't hear it, Andy. Uh-oh. Oh, well, don't it's worry. Not picking, it's not picking up on your mic. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure my mic picked it up. But uh, if you want to hear some, some bad ocarina playing, then... Uh... <laughs> No, For those okay. who are watching, just That's... take the Ocarina of Time soundtrack on yeah. YouTube and just paste it over Andy. It sounds exactly <laughs> the same. Like, yeah. identical. One-to-one one one recreation. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that, that didn't work. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Um, Al, why don't you run out your honorable mentions, and then we'll we'll go to Doom, your number one, and then let's just talk about, like, the main theme again, Gandorf's theme after. I love, for those who are watching us on Twitch, Catherine just popped in the chat and said, unfortunately, it is picking up for us. <laughs> I knew it was working. <laughs> it didn't work for me. Sorry. <laughs> if everybody, um, if, if you guys could only be so lucky. Yep. Just, yeah, like a couple, these are really quick honorable mentions. We've already talked about a couple of them. But this like, thing without is dusty, landing, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> I Yummy. think Lookout Landing is really good. Um. It's not like, you know, like the greatest track out there, but I thought it was good for your, like, you know, your your base of operations. Um, uh, like, this, when you're in a shrine and you're fighting constructs, there's a cute little, like, constructy bop that happens. I don't really know, like, how to explain it, but it's a good one. Hmm. And then... The, the piano progressions and that reminds me a lot of the guardian themes in that it, oh, it's okay. very it's very similarly played out i i don't think i don't think it's an exact like arrangement of that but like you know just the way the chord the chord progressions go like they, they have a lot in common together okay. yeah I, I really like that combat theme too yeah it's cute i will it's like cute but also good and i don't know it's it's great and then my last one would be frozen rito village it's like so ominous and ethereal and like you kind of get there and you get the first idea that like some phenomenon has happened and I don't know it just it sounded really wicked and I just remember being like taken aback by that but it not enough that it was like a standout track for me mm. um yeah I, I I thought I think that they're all fine uh they're all like good tracks uh, I am I am curious to hear what your number one is though doom so uh please the floor is yours I'm absolutely shocked that nobody has said my number one pick. I thought for sure somebody was going to say it. Like I thought it would be like more, more, more of a big track. But but you know what? I'm happy though because I get to introduce it. Um. So yeah. Without further ado, before actually, you know, before we talk about Monk this music, let's talk about, no. let's talk <laughs> about let's talk let's talk about good enemy design first before we talk about this piece of music because let me tell you. A good enemy design a good enemy design to me is an enemy that you know is just it's so easy to defeat. So easy to defeat. You can do it in your sleep. And yet still you try to avoid this thing at all costs. Cause there's something just so haunting and grotesque about it. It's the gloom hands theme. You know it's the gloom hands oh, theme. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The gloom. Oh my gosh. Everything about. And a lot of this has to do with the presentation, too, with the way, mm -hmm. you know, the sky turns red and everything. Mm -hmm. And just and the, the sound design of the hands in hands in general. Everything about these these things, 
They're like, like, like once you know how to defeat them, like they're super easy, but oh my God, I hate fighting them. And there's just something, it just, it, it just infects my very soul just looking at them. And then when they see you and they start coming after, after you and And they go, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think for me, you, you kind of nailed it there. It's like, I think the with the gloom hands, it's it's the presentation to me that that sticks out. I actually, off the top of my head, can't even picture what the what the song sounds like, but I can definitely picture like the sky getting red, the gloom hands creeping up. They just chase you and they chase you and they never go away. Then uh, very specifically, like <clears throat> the ones in the Great Deku Tree, that you've nowhere to run. You're just kind of there and you. If you're me, you're climbing up the walls and shooting them with little bomb arrows and, and like gliding down. And um, so I, I I think that's probably a good pick. But I I will say, I guess uh, I guess for me, like the the actual the actual music of it wasn't high on my on my list of things most memorable in, in the presentation of the of the gloom hands. Mm-hmm. It definitely has more of like that that really did like God, it's so hard to put a name to that sound like it has that like haunting disturbing kind of like voices to it so Mm. i totally get it yeah that's just another track that has another bit of that in it and you're just like ooh, ooh, f what am i getting into (laughs) right um yeah it uses a lot of it uses a lot of lower octaves too like like with the hyrule castle depths the the octavations are kind of well i don't know if octavations is the real world the the real world that sounds good though are all The the uh, the octaves are kind of all over the over the place, which is why they sound so dissonant. In the uh, in the gloom hands theme, they're very like bassy low octaves, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like like it's very like like it. Um, I don't really, I don't really know how else to describe that in terms of like world building, but like um, and then you also have like um, you also have like these heavy percussion beat these heavy percussion beats too, which I just think is a really unique piece because when you because mm-hmm. when you look at them you know they're very they're very sl- I, don't, I don't know if slimy is the right word but they're very, they're very slippery you know they're they're like embedding themselves into the environment mm-hmm. but yet and yet when they come after you they have these very these very heavy percussion beats which is not what i expected but i think it works really well for this scene but yeah yeah this is my number one listen. pick this one just really um okay well let's uh that's a good pick i'm gonna give it another listen as soon as we're we're done this maybe i'll use it for the music um so I wanted to talk about like two themes. I was I've been critical of both of these themes actually. So I thought it was a good opportunity to talk about them, and um, I wanted to start off with the main theme because I really like the latter half of it, like the breakdown, the dissonance part. The do 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 do. I think that sounds awesome. It sounds like it sounds not right. Like it sounds like it shouldn't be happening like something's wrong like in that and, and it, it's it's obviously like the intention of that and i think it works really well however i think that for me i wasn't quite as sold on the main theme as i was like when i heard the breath of the wild main theme the first time i was like this is perfect like this is the perfect theme for this game and i think that the main theme of tears of the kingdom probably is the perfect theme for this game too i guess i, I just doesn't connect with me as much it's a little bit too bombastic um and i think i would have liked to see like that that breakdown creep in like throughout the the piece rather than just like strictly at the end because it almost reminds me of like like when i think of like a bombastic soaring awesome theme i think of like ballad of the goddess from skyward sword which doom i can't wait till you play uh i'm sure you probably i'm sure you probably know that song is zelda's lullaby right yeah 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 yeah, it's in um oh, oh 
Oh, I, I didn't. I actually didn't know that was Zelda's lullaby. I was just saying. I remember well, that theme from Smash, and I really like it. Well, it's it's Zelda's lullaby backwards. Actually, it's a very it's a very cool piece of music. Um, but like the, so that that theme to me is like such an awesome, bombastic, soaring theme, and uh, and I don't uh, this the the Tears of the Kingdom theme doesn't quite hit for me the same way, but I do really love that that part at the end and i think that when you listen to the main like tears of the kingdom theme like not the the one that you see in the trailers but like the full extended version i don't know if i'm like super down with like the vocal part in that too like the oh like the the part that plays kind of like once the main theme intro is is over do you know what i'm talking about should i do do that again (laughs) yeah no (laughs) i'm good oh okay you should do it on the ocarina (laughs) Uh, that ocarina was dusty. I I have uh, ew. Yeah, that was a poor choice, actually. Um, but yeah, I don't know what. Uh, what do you think about the main theme, Doom? Um, so I'll be honest. I did not take any notes on the main theme or the uh, the Ganondorf theme. If I'm okay. being completely honest, I mean, I mean, like, I like they're like they're fine themes, but like, uh, they weren't they weren't like really standout pieces of music for me. Yeah. I do like. I will say. I, that 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 one progression you said you didn't like that was actually probably the most memorable part of me that when on the violins the dun 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 like I really I I thought that was like a really nice progression. Well, that sounds but, like um, the breakdown part. I love that part. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the part yeah, at the I, end I, I think sounds like so good. It's just like the but yeah. the, the opening of it is is just it's a bit too. Um, I don't know, bombastic. I feel like for the setting of of the game, or like the, the 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 initial vibe of the game, like was very creepy, right? Like the first trailer. Maybe that's probably just a me thing, but like I think I kind of wanted maybe like a little bit more, almost like a if I could use a Metroid reference, like the like a Metroid Fusion style soundtrack, where it's like almost like a bit of horror element added to it. And uh, the main theme for Tears of the Kingdom went the other direction. Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah. after that prologue cutscene in Fusion, uh, you, you're not you're not granted with like you know a major key like theme. You're you're granted with you know the Metroid theme, it's, and it's, it's creepy, a little yeah. a little more haunting than usual. Like it's yeah. you feel the vacuum of space, the absence of sound. Yeah, Al, I know that you're a big fan, um, so I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to, to rain on anybody's parade here. It's a great piece of music. I something about it just doesn't quite click for me. That, and I'm I'm gonna say that that's okay because when I first heard the Breath of the Wild theme, I was like, it didn't click for me right away, and it did as I played the game, and I was like, okay, this fits really well. It's like an ambiance. It's like the the adventure of like you know exploration. I get it. Like it clicked more as I played, and but for for Tears of the Kingdom, and like. Uh, I feel like I didn't hear it at first when we were seeing trailers, but that's because I never really pay attention to music at first. I'm usually paying attention to, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my brain kind of struggles with, like, multitasking in that kind of way. So usually I hear music later and, like, when I do rewatches and stuff, and that's when I was starting to understand that that was the theme of Tears. And I felt like – I was like, oh, this is, like, immediate hit for me versus Breath of the Wild. I thought, like – okay, we're going to be in the sky. There's all these, like, sky islands around that we're seeing. Mm. It's, like, telling me of this overall adventure. And then it grow- gradually grows into that creepy, like, horror that you're talking about. That we And I'm like, okay, that's going to be, like, our corpse Ganondorf kind of vibes going yeah. on there. The castle's raising in the sky. So, like, I feel like it tells a story in its own. It just isn't what you were hoping for exactly. And I, I think that's uh, yeah. fine. I think that's okay. And I, I, I want to point like, out too, like I, I do like the theme, like like I really, yeah. I do, I, I don't, I can't say that I like 
am in love with it, but I do like if I heard the theme, like I can hum it right now. I can sit like and I mm-hmm. like it. It's just yeah, it maybe doesn't quite fit the way I exactly hoped. Um, which yeah. I, which I think you're right. I mean, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. My I my critique about the the theme is I feel like it promised more than what we got. I feel like it promised adventuring in the sky and the zonai. I felt very zonai vibes from it. Like once we got to know the zonai a little bit more. But we still barely know anything about the Zonai. The sky was not as, like, uh, you know, as explorable as I thought it was going to be. It was fine. It just wasn't, like, as grand as they, like, made me believe it was going to be. So I feel like it promised a lot. Like, I even felt this vibe in the music. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, "Mm, I kind of wish, like, I got more Zonai to, like, match this, like, Zonai vibe I'm getting from the song. Or I wish I had more sky to get that vibe I was getting. So I feel like it promised a bit and that's my only critique about it really. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's a good main theme. I don't think it's going to go down as like one of the, the great main themes in the series, but uh, I mean, it probably didn't have to, that's okay. Um, what I do think is more of a miss and I've tried Al, I've tried, but I, there's something about this Ganondorf battle theme. That's just not quite right. It's not quite right. Okay. And, and I think that it's, <laughs> it's funny because I'm sitting here just being like, oh, the main theme is not is too bombastic. And now I'm going to say, like, the Ganondorf theme isn't bombastic enough because it's, like, it's slow and subtle and, like, methodical, which is fair. Like, that's the, that's the type of fight that you have with Ganondorf. It's like a... It feels very thought out, like a... Like a... Like a chess match, like almost. Like an evil man plotting your demise like yeah, yeah there's like, intensity and like it's i feel like it's creepier when it's not like super like loud and in your face but like like it's creeping up on you but, you know I, but you know what yes but i will say that like there is a time for that kind of music where like you think that something bad is coming and it can be very scary very filled with tension very just like ugh. like if, if that theme was playing up into the build-up when you got to gandorf amazing but i feel like there's a time when like the threat is there and it's in your face and it's just like okay now the the time for subtle in in music is over now it's like give me the give me the battle theme like i'm thinking twilight princess like oh oh like that theme that went absolutely yeah. hard with with Gan- or yes. wind waker, wind waker too. Yep. Do, 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 yep. do, do. this one even i don't know even ocarina of time yeah like yep. that that final ganon theme like oh man this like beautiful i don't know there's something just i get it it's okay the mix and the mix there's too much tonic not enough gin if you know what i'm saying okay (laughs) okay (laughs) tonic is tonic is actually a music theory word i thought you were going in in a very different direction for a moment (laughs) (laughs) we're going in an andy spateria direction there (laughs) i was like i was like wait a minute he's been he's been hiding his power level I, I I guess I get it. Like, it isn't as, like, as crazy as those other tracks. I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, I can hear the other Ganondorfs in this, which really got to me. I mean, you can hear Calamity Ganon in there. I feel like you can hear Twilight Princess Ganondorf in there. I'm not, like, 100% sure. And I know that, Andy, you disagreed with me on that in the past. But I feel like I can hear him in there. So, like, I, I just feel like it's, like, this combination that really, like... Especially because he's, like, so large, so intimidating. Like, his hits are, like, he's got heavy hits. And if he's hitting you with the gloom, you're permanently losing hearts. So, it's, like... That's great. 
I feel like, oh, it was so good. And then, like, the flurry rush, he does a flurry rush, and I lost my freaking mind. But I just, I feel like maybe it's not, like, the standout track that you're, like, sitting there and you're, like, humming along to it. And you're like, yeah, but I feel like it's a good enough in the background that, like, it really, you can pay more attention to Ganondorf and what he's doing than the music overpowering him. Not that the other ones do that, but, like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, it really fits for me because of course it's like breath of the wild and tears they're more about ambiance right than like strict sounds and strict themes obviously we have a few here and there but i feel like that fit well like versus like when you're playing uh dark beast ganon and you have the breath of the wild theme i don't know about that you know what i mean yeah um i i, I mean i do i don't know that i agree with you but i see what you're saying and i and mm-hmm. i and i think that's fine like i i think we were just looking for different things out of that theme Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I guess, like, almost leads us right into the next conversation about, like, this mu- this game's music versus Breath of the Wild versus, like, the rest of the series, really. Because I feel like, I feel like this game delivered a very Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom-esque Ganondorf theme, uh, if that makes sense. Because, like, it, it, like, the rest, the rest of the series has these, like, really standout tracks that sound great in in the moment but they sound great listening to them uh on their own and i feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like this you know these two games let's just call them the switch games um rely (laughs) you know they're they're very they're very ambient they're very uh the visuals and what you're doing really have to go together with the music i think to in order to get like the full meal deal on on this one or or on the experience of, of the music and and i think that like I was looking for more of like that classic, like I want to, I want to be able to listen to this if like I'm on the treadmill kind of Ganondorf fight, you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's not this, it's, it's a different kind of, of style. And, and I will say, cause I, I feel like I, I've been, and I don't mean to, cause I, like, I, like I said, I like the soundtrack of Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like I've been beating up on it a little bit. I will say it took me a long time to really appreciate the soundtrack for Breath of the Wild. And but now that now that I kind of finally got there, I'm just like, you know what? There are these like really great tracks. There's these really great moments. And I'm hoping that it's kind of the same thing with me with with Tears of the Kingdom where it just takes a little bit of time to like fully appreciate them and recognize that they're different. And once you kind of get past like that they're not what you were looking for, you can start appreciating them for what they are. Um so I'm hoping that that's where I'm at with like things like the Ganondorf theme or uh, to a lesser extent, the main theme, stuff like that. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I don't, uh, I don't know. There, there are some instances definitely where I, I'm just like, God, I miss like, I miss like Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, where they just like gave me a banger against Ganondorf. And like, that was, that was all it needed to be. Mm Mm-hmm. So my thoughts on all this are that, cause, cause I'm definitely more in your camp, Andy, but, um, when I think of a final boss theme, I think of culmination, penultimate. Like, everything has been leading to this moment. This is the uh, the final statement, the final summary, if you will, mm-hmm. of, of you know, everything of, you know, what does this game have to say? And I don't think that the Ganondorf theme, at least, at least in my experience, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is a fairly open-ended game. People are going to have different experiences. But from my experience... I don't really feel like Ganondorf seem accurately represented that culmination of my adventure to a degree. Um, but then also, Allison, you mentioned something that I actually really wanted to bring up in the um, the light motifs reference, particularly in Calamity Ganon. And we'll talk about this later when I talk about 
my thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom. But I thought that was a really weird choice to use, considering that this game does everything in its power not to reference Breath of the Wild whenever it can. Yeah. And especially Cal- and especially Calamity Ganon, which, you know, if that if that's still a thing in this universe, it's clearly not the same Ganondorf. And so I thought that was a really I thought that was a really weird motif to shoot to pull from, since they're two completely different entities if, you know, they're if they're still canon. They do mention it in the school. If you talk to, like, the teacher, they talk about the Calamity, and then, like, Impa also talks about the Calamity. So I I do know it still exists, but I agree with you. It's not really, like, it's not really, like, they're, it's a different universe or anything. It's just that they had a continuity issue with this game, and and it's because they were trying so hard to make it its own standalone game when they should have focused on making it an actual sequel. We're going to get there next week. We're gonna get yeah. there next week. I, so, I guarantee anyway, you. Yeah, but I—that's what I'm trying to say. Is like I understand Doom where you're coming from in that angle because you're like, well, they barely talk about. They barely talk about Breath of the Wild. They don't talk about Calamity at all. So like, did it even exist? Did it even happen? Like, it's like the kids at the school who are like, Pixar didn't happen. They, ex- yeah. they basically well, say it, that. <laughs> it's not even so much they didn't talk about it. Like if they didn't talk about it, like that would be one thing. But there's so many events in this game again, like Ganondorf versus Calamity Ganon, that almost seem like they contradict each other, unless they're two separate entities. And then you kind of, and then if they are, then like, well, what does that mean? And again, just and I feel like this scene kind of encapsulates that, where it's like. That that I don't know. That just to me that felt like a weird choice and not something yeah. that I would have yeah. I would have done personally. Um, yeah, you know, uh, we're we're gonna talk a lot of you know, the whole Breath of the Wild continuity thing is is so weird and it really does spill over to every aspect of of this game, which uh, I think is a great point for uh, both of you to bring up. Um, and I'm excited to talk more about that next week when we do the full uh, spoiler episode, but. I, I think I agree with both of you. I, I like that it's referencing Breath of the Wild, but at the same time, it feels weird that it's referencing Breath of the Wild because of how little that game has been referenced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so, like, I, I'm on both sides of this one. I, I agree with both of you. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, like... You know, I, I think Tears of the Kingdom has a really solid soundtrack. Um, it sounds great while you're, while you're playing, like, you know, even like the shrine theme, I think sounds like an improvement over like the, the one that you heard in Breath of the Wild. So like the themes that you hear a lot, I think sound good. Um, I just, yeah, I'm hoping that maybe it just take, it takes a little while for it to, to really, I don't know, solidify, I guess. And like, maybe, maybe like stick out to me much like, like I said, much with Breath of the Wild. Um, so, so we'll, we'll see, but I, I think that like. For me, the soundtrack was was solid uh, in this game, and I, which is if you could believe it, it proved because I was one of the people when Breath of Wild soundtrack came out. I was like, yeah, this thing kind of sucks. So like, I'm not I'm not saying that about this game at all. Uh, although I do think that there is a lot, there's a lot of leftover music from Breath of the Wild that I would have liked to see maybe like rejigged somehow or like reimagined or something like that. Um, even even subtly. I was actually gonna say that. I was actually gonna say that. Yeah, like I understand why a lot of the music was reused, but I feel like that's probably the biggest disadvantage this game has going for it. Because whereas Breath of the Wild, it's all like new pieces of music. It's yeah. all original pieces of music. Yeah. Whereas here, you know, it uses it reuses a lot of music, and because that musical style, outside of you know, again, like the Gloom Hands and the Hyrule Capsule Depths, where it really starts to introduce those more, yeah, um, those more di- uh, dissonance elements. 
you know, up, up until you get there, like a lot of it is, you know, within that same kind of genre style for the most part. And so it all kind of when you when you're reusing music and the genre style is relatively the same, it can it can definitely tend to blend together a little bit. Well, and I, and I think that's probably the Achilles heel to Tears of the Kingdom just in general, like is is a lot of it is, you know, I don't want to say leftover because that's not right. But like a lot of it is taken from Breath of the Wild. So like you, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with Koroks, like Koroks would have been a fine idea if it wasn't already done in Breath of the Wild. So I, I think like yeah. as almost like uh, with what you said about the references to, to Breath of the Wild and stuff like that, about how it kind of and the continuity, how it permeates in the whole game. I, I think like that's probably the Achilles heel of this game is like, it's, it's impossible to talk about it without talking about breath of the wild in the same breath. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> Actually, there was pun intended there. Um, okay. So I, I think that brings our conversation about the soundtrack to a close, but doom we're, we're running a little bit long here. So, um, uh, but take a few minutes, tell us your thoughts on, on tears of the kingdom as a whole. Um, just what you, what you liked, maybe what you didn't like. Let's, Let's try and keep it, I guess... So, let's try and keep it, like, somewhat spoiler light, let's just say. Next week, the floodgates are are out. Like, next week is your week, and, like, after that, we're just talking tears spoilers, like, for the, now until the end of time. But maybe until we get there, let's uh, let's just keep it just a little bit light, but what okay. did you think? The, uh, there, there is one spoiler I will talk about, just because Allison already talked about, and I, I want to give my take on it, so sure. I'll, I'll save that one. I'll save that one for last, though. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Overall, overall, I, I like Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm very, I'm, I'm very mixed on it. I don't think I quite liked it as much as well. I, I definitely didn't like it as much as most people did. Still a good game. Before chats wrote, chat roasted me. Great game. I think if you like Breath of the Wild, you're gonna like Tears of the Kingdom. But you know, obviously, one of the biggest aspects of this game going against it, like you know, like we were just talking about, is like how. You know, while I do think the game does enough to stand on its own, because it shares so much from Breath of the Wild, that magic that when you first played Breath of the Wild, I feel like is completely gone. And I feel like, um, because like in Breath of the Wild, like, like what made that game so perfect for me, at least, was um, just the adventure aspect. You know, mm. you would go, you know, you would be like, you know 170 hours in and you'd go to a watchtower the tower would change blue and then you would on your perch you would look out at all the other blue um shrines and towers that you visited and you go oh my gosh i have journeyed and trekked across this entire land like i like and, and you and you realize you realize the scope of like you know what you've done and you take it in and it's like it's like overwhelming but also like really beautiful and you know throughout those travels you know you're helping people and you're doing side quests you're learning tens of thousands of history of you know lore that's transpired over this land and you know it's just it's such an incredible experience that like few games you know have really given given me and obviously those same things happen in tears of the kingdom but because i already experienced that same sensation sensation in breath of the wild you know that that impact isn't quite as strong, even when you factor in the sky islands and the depths into everything. Right. And so, and so because of that, it kind of relies on like Ultra Hand as its main mechanic, which is an incredible mechanic. Ultra Hand is genuinely, I think, like one of the most incredible technical achievements in gaming within and, the last couple of decades. Yeah, it's, it's what crazy. They, what the what the developers did with that is genuinely unparalleled and I think industry changing, but I don't think that mechanic on its own is enough 
you know, to take away from those criticisms. And, and, and especially because, you know, while I really like how Ultra Hand, um, while, while I really like how Ultra Hand is implemented in the game, I think there's a lot of carryover issues that I had in Breath of the Wild that I, I kind of dismissed on my first playthrough just because, you know, hey, you know what? It's the, fir it's the first shot you had at this. So, you know, it makes sense that, you know, not everything is going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, to me, felt like the game where you um, where you really should have refined those issues, specifically in the menus. Let me tell you, man, I am not a fan of menus. You know, we were talking <laughs> we were talking on Omega Metroid how I'm generally not a fan of like turn based RPGs. And I think that's a big reason why, just because like I want to avoid menus whenever possible. Looking at a map is one thing. I, I'm, I don't mind pausing the map and, you know, kind of reorienting myself and figure out where I want to go. But, you know, stuff like, you know, stuff like constantly going into the menu to, like, change my costumes, constantly going in, into the menu to, like, reorganize my materials, to cook one piece of food at a time, to sell one piece of food at a time, uh, you know, to, uh, to use the fuse ability, to constantly go through my hundreds of items and materials just to find the one that I need to fuse to my arrow, and just so much stuff in this game I feel like could have really been simplified to make the gameplay flow so much better, but constant, I feel like, I feel like at least a fourth of my time was just like, all right, hold up, gotta pause, go into the menu, find this thing, change it, apply it, unpause, do something for five minutes, okay, go back into the menu, do, rinse and repeat, and to me that was really disrupting the gameplay flow, and again, like, that, that happens in Breath of the Wild to an extent, too, although I don't even think it happens as, I don't think it happens quite as much in Breath of the Wild, just because, you know, the mechanics are a little more simplified, compared to Tears of the Kingdom, and then you, al you also have the Sage abilities too, which is its own separate critique, I think. But yeah, oh, I think, that's, that's basically how... I think how... you're menuing wrong, if you're spending a quarter of your time in that menu. Because you can you can set it to where it's like your most used and like your your favorites and stuff, can you? Can you not? I, you, that's you what can, I do. Yeah. But even, but even still, like, there's so... I, I was going to say, I kind of understand where you're coming from, what there is a lot. You are changing your outfit a lot. You are fusing a lot. And so, and I, I kind of get what you're saying, especially the really long mile long pain when you're fusing something to an arrow is a bit, is a bit much. I so will I, say, I wish that you could just fuse in the menu. That would be, instead of like mm -hmm. having to drop your stuff. I, I, I actually can't believe that it hasn't been patched to be, to be honest. Like, but it seems like just a natural, you could just like take like weapon item fuse in menu without having to take it out drop it that that is a little bit kind of i could see that yeah. but that that just means more menu time but i, I think it means but less yeah. menu time though because then you have to open it everything less anyways but yeah that, that's probably my biggest critique of that game is just i wish those subsystems were a bit more optimized because i feel like if you optimize those better that would accommodate ultra hand even further and that would make that would make it an even you know i feel like that would just make everything flow together a little better Mm -hmm. And so, but, but again, even like, I, I have to say this again, you know, despite that big critique I have, like, I still really enjoyed this game. Like, I'm not like, it's absolutely worth the $70. You know, I put like almost 300 hours into it. Like I, I had a fun experience playing it to be clear. Um, uh, and then one more minor critique I have, we were talking about the house earlier. Why on earth is that limited to 15 pieces? I want oh, a one I, know. I want a 100 piece four story Luigi's mansion <laughs> and I can't build that. And that makes me really sad. Hudson's yeah. construction can absolutely do that. <laughs> yeah. Or make yeah. the floor like make the pieces different colors like that they are over in Terrytown. That would have been awesome. I want to build a dungeon. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> it feels like we just keep getting closer and closer and closer to, like, Dungeon Builder, and, like, this game was a great example of that. This, like, building a house in this game was way better than Chamber Dungeons and Link's Awakening. So, like, I, <laughs> like, building this house, like, yeah, I want to build, like, the biggest, like, castle anyone's ever seen, but I also, I'm just, like, I, you know, this is kind of fun. Like, I want to design, like, I want to build and design stuff here, so. Um, yeah, any, any... Final thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom? I know you that you said you want to talk about a spoiler kind of thing. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got two short things. One of them is okay. the spoiler. One so so one of them has to do with the regional events. Is that something that I should? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that no, I should you not. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. I can yeah. talk about regional events. Okay, so so I I, I love the regional events. So. So for the uh, for, so for the Rito Village, you know, you got a you got a giant tornado that's causing havoc. Okay, makes sense. Uh, for um, uh, for the Zora, you know, you have uh, the BP oil spill going no, down. Good. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and then for the Gerudo, you have kind of the uh, Ocarina of Time light, uh, Ocarina of Time light going on with the uh, the I-, I can't remember what they're called the not the not Redeads the uh, Gibdos. The Gibdos. By, by the you. way, I was watching that uh, Nasca movie yesterday, that Ghibli movie, and like there is a Gibdo from Tears of the Kingdom in that movie. This was released in 1984. Ooh. It looks awesome. Oh wow! It looks like identical. <laughs> and anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's all good. So yeah, you have you have all these you, you know you have all these terrifying events that are happening in each town. Then you go to the Goron Village, and Ganon's evil plan is like, let's give them the munchies. Like, <laughs> so good. That was the best one. So good. I, I, no, I, I loved it. It was so good. I loved it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I I can't get enough of Drip Nobo. He looks so awesome. I wish he stayed like that the whole game. God, yeah. he looks cool. I think I remember we were talking about this, how every phenomenon is like, honestly, really traumatic to the region, except for the Goron one. It's just like, <laughs> let's get them all addicted to this marbled rock. Like, <laughs> Hey, it's... <laughs> Um, yeah, that, I love, I love that, that whole, that whole fire temple sequence, I think is my favorite part of the game, actually. I love the fire temple. I love, you know, Boa. Agreed. I, I love it. It was great. I am, I am a sucker for trains and minecarts. So the fire temple was like perfect for me. I was like, yes, give me more of this. (laughs) No, man, I, I grew up, I grew up on Donkey Kong country, man. Like I'm, I'm all about the minecarts. I love it. But yeah. yeah. So my, so my, uh, my final note and my penultimate, uh, endgame spoiler but it's okay because allison was talking about it earlier um so i definitely didn't get the uh the emotional moment during the uh the final dive sequence that the game was intending me to do and that was no so so wait and that was because so during that cutscene that was playing out and links like in the i don't know if it's like a dream or a heaven sequence or whatnot but literally i'm like thinking to myself like oh my god what if like raru just like was just like okay bye and then literally just yeets us like forty thousand feet into the air fall to our deaths like that would be like that would be freaking hilarious and then sure enough that's exactly what happens and i just i started dying so hard i was that was like one of i oh my gosh i was like losing i was like losing my mind like it's a good moment it's a it's a good moment it makes sense in the context but it was just like oh my god i can't believe i i called it out like that hard that was <laughs> so that that was like one of the funniest laughs I've had in quite some this time, actually. definitely what you said earlier, where everybody has a different experience playing this game. <laughs> I did not laugh at this sequence at all. I was sobbing. So like... One person laughed, one person cried, one person doesn't remember it. So there we go. Tear- oh tears God. of joy, tears of sadness. Tears of, I don't know. 
There were tears of the kingdom. Yeah, tears of the kingdom. Oh my um, god. <laughs> okay, well that was uh, that's awesome. Thank you for for providing us with some much needed expertise talking about music. We usually use metrics like hummability and happy ability over here, so it's nice to have someone yeah. that knows what the hell they're talking about. So, so Doom, thank you for that, and tell everybody where we can uh, listen to your lovely voice every week. Well, absolutely. Uh, you can hear both uh, Spateria and myself on the Omega Metroid podcast uh, shortly after you hear this episode, actually. Hey. Uh, we got new we got new episodes coming every single Tuesday, every single week. Doesn't matter if there's no games coming out, we find a way to make it work. Gosh darn it. Uh, you can also <laughs> find me on Twitter at Duminal Cross. I got a YouTube channel. I used to stream don't do much of that anymore. I'm on uh, I'm, I'm on the uh, Twitter, or at least what's left of it, uh, just uh, doing my thing over there. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for uh, for coming and joining us. Yeah, you can listen to uh, Doom and I uh, literally tomorrow if you want. We're, uh, we're on the Omega Metroid pod at Omega Metroid pod over on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, this was a great conversation. I think we're probably not done talking about Tears of the Kingdom's music, but we're probably done for now. But I think we'll revisit this uh, at some point down the road. Maybe once it's had a chance to sink in and and fill our entire stomachs, as it were, with with the with the music. That that okay. didn't go the way I thought. Uh, okay, <laughs> we are uh, we are going to get out of here. But uh, we're coming back next week, and this week I promise, as as God is my witness, we are doing the full spoiler breakdown episode next week. So uh, get ready. We're we're going we're going all in. And we're going all out for Tears of the Kingdom spoilers. And uh, that's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. But until then, everybody, we want you uh, to, of course, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. That would be really sweet. I saw a couple of reviews saying that we were a little bit too negative on Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think that's true. I think we're offering some critiques. But, uh, you know, if you if you leave us any kind of review at all, it's much appreciated. So so there you go. Uh, check us out over on Twitter, at the TheZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, at Duminal Cross. And uh, you know what? For anybody that uh, uses it, I'm over on Blue Sky as well. I don't know if any of you guys are over on Blue Sky yet. But I'm still I, I'm still waiting for my invite. It's a I it's a pretty cool opened, app. I haven't even opened Threads since I put, made my. Why should I make a Blue? Oh my god, there's too many. Threads Threads definitely could use some work, but uh, but Blue Sky is pretty cool actually. So if anyone's on Blue Sky, check me out over there. Uh, Spateri three sixteen uh, over on Blue Sky. And, um, of course, ZeldaCast is over on Patreon, as well as Omega Metroid, by the way. Patreon.com forward slash SPNet. We got the ZeldaCast Top 10s that is uh, that is rolling on. And we are... Actually, I'm about to record an episode tomorrow. Either tomorrow or the day after of the next installment of the Great Metroid Area Ranking. So that is going to be a lot of fun. Al, you got to get some Metroid games in you so you can come and guest with me on one of those shows. That'll be uh, that'll be a good time. Um, so yeah, check that out if you if you want. And you know what? I'm going to do a cheap plug too. Also on Patreon.com forward slash SPNet. My wife Samantha and I have uh, have started a new podcast called The Spateri's Review. And I gave both of you guys the episode for uh, for the episode that we just did. It was on Barbenheimer. And uh, yeah. you, you, I think we had some good feedback for that episode. I, I had a fun time listening to it. I, yeah. I related to Sam a lot <laughs> with a lot of her feelings. So Doom, it was, it was a- tell me you were on my side and not Sam's side. 
Uh, I feel like so. So when it comes to Oppenheimer, absolutely. I so I do agree with Sam that a lot of the dialogue is hard to hear. But like yes. in, my, in terms of enjoyment, in terms of enjoyment though, I'm definitely more on the Spateria side. Where I I freaking loved Oppenheimer. It was a good movie. Um, it was a good movie. And then I also I and I was I was talking to you in DMs. I think I liked Barbie even more than both of you guys. I absolutely adored <laughs> that film. <laughs> hey, it's, it was good. Okay, well that. Uh, that, my friends, is going to do it for us. We are out of here. We're coming back next week. We've got the full spoiler cast going on, and I can't wait. So until then, everybody, take care. Have a great week, and do not miss next week's show. Take care, everybody. everyone welcome to the zelda Beautiful. cast here on zelda no damn it doom uh, <laughs> i didn't realize we were going into the intro i was just like oh he's he's guy, making an andy face this guy comes on the zelda cast <laughs> one time and he talks in the most sacred of oh i messed something up now we're now we're gone there we are we're back yeah. okay oh no we're gone again oh no <laughs> we're, off to, we're off to the races here oh boy okay <laughs> Some, somebody clipped that by the way